Welcome to Naked Comedy. I am DJ Sam, and I am, for a second week in a row, sick. Uh, <laughs> not a continuing trend. Um, but once again, I am far away from my my special guest, so it's all good. Mr. Matt, oh yeah, how do you say it? Bronger? Bronger. Bronger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nobody I've talked to knew how to say it correctly. Nobody so. ever does. <laughs> it's just vaguely weird enough. What is? People. What is it? What? Uh, where's it from? It's German. I'm mostly Irish, but um, that that German last name kind of stuck. Oh, my, so my grandpa. So yeah, it's so like it's, harsh, like Bronger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Braun means brown in German, but I don't know what Ger means. So brown. you know. So you're like brownish or something. Brown something. Like brown something. Brown, yeah, I don't know. It could be like you know transitive verb <laughs> or something. I have no idea. My mom took German. I'm gonna look this up and somehow communicate it back to you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Let me know. You'll solve a family mystery. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, well, I just kind of, I saw, I've been seeing you recently around the kind of like indie comic uh, comedian scene in L.A., but I have heard tell that you've been doing this a lot longer than that, so why don't you tell us where, how you started getting into comedy and acting? Oh, well, I've been, well, I've been acting since I was a kid, uh, and I went to school for that. Um, but then I, when I moved to Chicago after college, I went to school in New York and then I went to Chicago after that. And it's mostly cause I wanted to, you know, uh, get, see a new scene and branch out and not, you know, live in, um, like a tiny box mm-hmm. in New York, you know, and work three jobs like right away. It's just a really <laughs> selfish decision, you know, or I just wanted to, you know, enjoy that part of my life. Um, and Chicago was great. Uh, and I got into improv and I did that for about a year and a half and then, um, I got kicked off an improv team, and I decided to take up uh, stand-up. And that's probably been the, my, my driving thing for the past, ooh, I've been doing it about like eight years now. So that's, and then, I, then through that, I've gotten more acting work. So it's kind of come back around to square one, where like, you know, now I'm on a TV show, you know, because of people seeing me do stand-up and then creating characters through it. And then, you know, it's, it's that whole you know, like modern show business thing of just having to create your own road and um, never knowing what's, where exactly it's going to take you. You just kind of, you know, get up as often as you can and try to learn as much as you can while you're here. Yeah, I, I was going to congratulate you on your Mad TV thing. Have you started right. shooting for that? Yeah, well, yeah, we're halfway through the season right now, actually. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not quite Hollywood yet. I don't know how far ahead <laughs> you guys do it. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I wouldn't know if I wasn't on it. I, and it's one of those things where... Working on it, it, it's hard to explain exactly how it works to people, you know, because we just shoot everything, you know, uh, you're you right during the week, and then you shoot during the week, and then, you know, you'll have, like, you know, a live audience taping, like, every two weeks, or sometimes one a week for two weeks it's straight. Not as, it's not as time con- like time crunch as the whole uh, Saturday Night Live thing, is it? No, yeah, no, <laughs> no, not from what, yeah, I have a couple friends that have done that, and, and that's, yeah, that's a lot more intense. Because yeah. they're just they, they everything they write and prepare they kind of uh, just you know shoot that one that's it they get that one hour and a half we, we all our stuff is mostly you know most of the stuff we do isn't live so it's like we just shoot it a, like all a la carte and I never know what's going to go in what episode uh, but it's like uh, in front of an audience just at different times kind of stuff exactly exactly uh, yeah. yeah I've only seen it in syndication I haven't seen it in uh, it's on Fox right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I haven't seen it. when is it starting when is it coming out on when is when is your season going to come out on Fox? Oh, it's it's actually started. It we but there have only been three episodes. Oh, so, okay. 
and right now they're showing they're showing reruns. Uh, they showed reruns last weekend and this weekend, and then uh, November first we come back with new episodes. Oh, okay. But so that's kind of like it's kind of like you said, bringing it back around. Like, kind of brings you back to the improv, right? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. And and you know, it, it's it's fun riffing with all these guys, and we actually. One sketch that I wrote and we did in front of an audience, they kind of took it weird because um, it's, it's a care bit I do in my act because I have a lot of uncles and they all kind of, like a couple of them kind of reacted violently when I, they found out I was a comedian, like in, a, in an enthusiastic thing, but it, it was like so unbelievingly, they, they were like almost angry, but <laughs> almost yelling in my face like, what? Like, that's not real. And so I kind of... Um, in the act, I describe it as like, you know, I they act as if I told them I'm a ninja or a werewolf or, you know, I, I hunt unicorns. Mm-hmm. Like, they reacted with that kind of virulence, like, oh. bullshit. <laughs> um, what? You know, that kind of thing. But in the in the show, I wrote the sketch about a guy with, at the airport with his wife. Like, people that are so old, they still dress up for the plane. Yeah. And uh, and they, uh, they get told they have to, you know, spend another $40 for the third bag. And he just flips out and just... <laughs> You know, finally, and like, he, he's just, he can't, nothing you put in front of him makes any sense from then on, so he's just questioning everything in the world and everything in his perception, and one of the things that came in, uh, in front of him was Keegan, Michael Key, um, and I'm like, you know, I want, yeah, where's the supervisor? He's like, that's who I am, like, and I'm like, come on, stop fooling around, and the audience is like, whoa, <laughs> and it was like, like, okay, so he can be as ridiculous as anything, but he can't be racist, like, that's, that's what ridiculousness is, it's ignorance. It's weird you know, to find that line with audiences. So, yeah, and so what we did, we just re, we re, retooled some stuff right there on the spot, and I just started improvising and kind of won them back. Uh, and so then, and it was one of those really cool, like, weird moments where, <laughs> you know, much as I didn't want to compromise the scene and, and was kind of, you know, like a little bit, you know, resentful and protective <laughs> of what I'd written at the same time, it was fun to get some takes where they really dug it. Yeah. So, it's also kind of know. cool, like, seeing different, like, I'm sure different audiences would have reacted different ways. Mm-hmm. Are you okay on your phone? Or is it oh, yeah, I'm seat? good. I'm just wandering around my neighborhood. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if yeah, anything yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, no, because I've been to some, at some of these shows where, where, like, you've performed or other comics have performed at, like, different venues, and mm-hmm. the audience react totally different ways. Like, sure. Somebody, sure. uh, I just remember I was astonished. Like, you, I like your, I like your work, but at Thanks. the uh, Fest, people were, oh my god! I like indie kids don't usually show that much emotion, but they went crazy. It was. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. That was well, but it, it's like you kind of, it, it, if you kind of just relax into yourself and just kind of do what you like, you know, and 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 show natural enthusiasm. It's almost. Like, you kind of create, have to create a sort of magnetism with people. Yeah. Like, you kind of read the crowd. Like, there's jokes that I'll do for that crowd that I wouldn't, obviously wouldn't do at, you know, the last stop in Houston, <laughs> you know? But it's like, you kind of, that's kind of your job as a comic, you kind of have to adapt. Truth be told, I, I feel a lot closer to people at the FBF Fest than the people at the last stop in Houston, you know? Where did you grow up? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How, like... For most of your life, or up until uh, I left when I was seventeen. Oh wow, that's how was that? It was great. It was great. It's it, it was it, different than now. I mean, it's it's still my favorite city, and I I love the fact that my my folks still live there and friends still live there, and so I can always go back and visit and stay for free. But like growing up there, it was it it was a lot weirder than it is now. <laughs> like now, it's it's very. I mean, it's always been gorgeous, but now it's kind of. Um, it's, it's really, a lot of it's really stylish and it's really hip and there are all these bands coming out of there and, and, um, you know, it's, you know, everything's, 
just just really kind of revamped in a sense. Yeah, but growing up, growing up, it was just kind of like a weird, weird little city where like kind of you know your 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 societal refugees would move to. You know, like you'd have mm-hmm. everything from burnout hippies to lumberjacks, and you know, just really weird. I mean. You know, I, I went to high school with a guy whose grandfather was honored in High Times Magazine. <laughs> you know, just like really odd, but really, but really, um, kind of uh, uh, relaxed and, and just really a supportive and, and safe place at the same time. I think that's cool. Like recently, I've just been hearing more and more people like this guy's from Portland or so and so's from Portland. I don't know. It's just been coming up more in conversation. Oh sure, yeah. yeah it's been it's it's got this explosion of hipness in the past like, oh, 10 years or something. Yeah. You know? I guess that makes sense. I kind of lived 10 years in the past. I'm still watching the state and stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, fuck. The state's the, the best. Well, I but, just you know, found actually, now, it, it might be just like five years. I don't know. Maybe, but, but it's, it's still yeah. still a difference. To, mm-hmm. still, five years seems like ages ago to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much stuff has happened. So, um, yeah. why don't you tell me more about... Uh, how was your formal? You said you had like some sort of formal acting training. Yeah, I mean, I I, I majored in it in college, you know, for the easy bucks. <laughs> and um, no, it just I, I went to this liberal arts school and had no idea what I wanted to major in. I was I'd been acting since, like I said, I was a kid, and so I was like, you know, I'll just major in this because if you're not going to major in something that's immediately applicable, like you know, a science or you know, a craft, <laughs> major liberal arts, you know. Majoring in theater versus majoring in English is like kind of whatever. You know, if you're yeah. going to move on to teaching, you kind of just, then you kind of pick when yeah. you get to grad school. But I knew that really wasn't for me. I just was, you know, glad to be going to college and, you know, to do that. And I kind of always knew I was going to be performing and, you know, <laughs> bartending and waiting tables on the side mm-hmm. for a while. So, yeah, just, I mean, I'd, I'd taken classes growing up and stuff, but it was just, you know, majoring in it. I didn't go specifically to that school for that because they didn't have the biggest program it was kind of a tiny school but um so i guess you could say i have formal training but it's not like i went to like juilliard or yeah like that. so it wasn't like you went to one of those like school of the arts kind of places right yeah yeah but i did right. i did find did you is it true you worked with what you learned um you studied improv under some impressive people as i think I yeah did? yeah uh, uh del close uh who basically created modern improv i studied with him like a month before he died Wow. And, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's funny because, you know, uh, in L.A. and especially Chicago, you go places and just his, his face will be on the walls, like in the Improv Olympic here in, in L.A., there's his face is on the walls, it takes up the whole wall, and it's just, you know, weird, because, I mean, he was, you know, really brilliant guy and just amazing ideas, and he knew everybody, like Lenny Bruce had a bit that featured him in it, like name-checked him, and, you know, so he, he worked with you, but at the same time, he's like a really... Like, like crotchety, semi-racist, <laughs> semi-sexist, you know, <laughs> druggy who wore long sleeves to cover his track marks, just smoke these disgusting brown cigarettes, and, you know. So it's it's I it it kind of it kind of like lets you into how you know it, it gives you that 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 outlook that like all these people that we look at historically and just like worship and I you know turn into icons, you know, could be very terrible people. We could, <laughs> we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah you know, just had real weird, you know, trippy fetishes, you know, was, no, you can't tell. <laughs> what was that, what kind of, what was the teaching method, like, directly from the source? Because I know a lot of people, they, like, read his book, you know, they teach mm. from it, but, like, hearing it from the source, what what was that like? 
Oh, him specifically, he kind of never laughed at anything. And, like, <laughs> anything you do in class. And, like, I, everyone I know that studied under him, it's almost like how our parents know where they were when Kennedy got shot. We all know where we were and what we said the exact time or two. We made him laugh over the course of the, you know, three months we were with him. Um, but, he, you know, he basically would just, um, just had, I mean, he kind of just had, you know, a withering critique at every turn, which is good, you know. It's that whole, you know, Hemingway doctrine of just being merciless just to help the person out. <laughs> so, but some people really didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't adapt well to that style of teaching because it's, it's hard to get told you're a shithead, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, told you're, you're totally, but what was, what was that? What was that choice? Like, um, guess it was bullshit, I'm guessing, from your tone. Um, <laughs> How old were you when you were studying with him? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, was, this was, well, this was like, I was I was in my twenties. I remember I was like probably like twenty three or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I don't. How old are you? I'm thirty three. Oh, you don't yeah. look that old, or maybe I'm I know, just bad I know. with age. It's, it's you have like a, a young face, a young face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then, how did you did you start uh, moving from improv to stand up in Chicago, or when you mm-hmm. moved to Chicago? Yeah, no, I'd already been in Chicago for about two years when I was doing improv, and then I, um, I'd always kind of wanted to try stand-up, and I just started dabbling at, like, open mics around town, and then, um, yeah, just, just stuck with that, pretty much. That's, like, all I did, like, mm-hmm. the whole time I was there. Like, like most of, because I was there for six years, so the next, for the next four, that's the only kind of creative thing. I was, I was in a couple sketch uh, productions, but that's about it. And how was is, how is the uh, stand-up thing in... In Chicago, I've heard kind of about it, but not specifically. Like, what's it like there versus, like, you know, New York or, like, L.A., that right. kind of stuff? Well, I mean, I've been in L.A. for five years now, so I've well, I've gone back to just visit and do a couple shows. But it's, I mean, it, it's still, it, it kind of, it was, I mean, it was really great because it, I mean, it kind of was like the alternative scene, um, in, in a sense, without being self-conscious of itself that way. Because no one wasn't making any money. And so people were just trying anything and just kind of really branching out because there's there's like literally like one club in town that uh, that's like a straight up strictly stand up town. Chicago, there's a lot of good stand up, especially now, but it's not you know it's been always known more for improv and sketch than it has for for stand up comedy wise. Yeah. You know, there's like Second City, there's Improv Olympic, there's the Annoyance Theater, mm-hmm. all really great venues, but like none of them none of them really do stand-up, which is one reason I'm really glad to be working out of the UCB here and be affiliated with them, because they kind of respect all the forms, you know, sketch, improv, and stand-up. Yeah, they they're not really, a good, a good they're not snooty about, about <laughs> no, we wouldn't put stand-up up, which I can, I can understand why people turn their nose up stand-up, because it can be fucking garbage, but, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, point is, it's, it's great. It, it was great then, and it's, it's just even bigger now. So how did you? Amazing people. How did you get now involved with UCB? Because I see you more and more there in different shows. I when they set up shop here, I just asked around, like, and I hadn't really been, um, you know, doing anything out of any specific theater. But I just started taking classes there just to kind of tighten the screws, just to kind of just because I I booked a, a couple decent commercials, and so I had a little bit of money more than regular. So I just kind of just started taking classes there and um, just taking improv classes, even though I didn't really want to be on team, but it just kind of made, reminded me what I liked about it, and it kind of um, exercised parts of my brain, you know, in a good way, so then after that, I, they found out I was doing stand-up, and 
I went up, you know, I'd been, I'd done Death Ray a few times and here and there, and I just, it just kind of happened that I was, you know, on the team, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't like a day where they're like, we're putting you on the website with your face and picture. <laughs> like, oh, okay, good. Publicity. It is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but now you're doing not only CDR, now you're doing stuff with uh, Human Giant Team, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing a set on their show where they try out sketches and things. And I, I just know those guys in passing. Uh, I mean, we're now friends, but it used to be, you know, I'd see them around when I'd be in New York or, you know, they'd, they'd see me around in here. But it's only been like, you know, recently that uh, Aziz is like, oh, here, come, come to the show. And we kind of become because we did we uh i was at uh south by southwest when uh aziz was doing that too and so we've done we've done a couple festivals and stuff together so it's not like i'm on their tv show but i'll do you know i'm doing like a set on their on their um their live night which is great because it's it's fun to see them try out sketches that'll you know that that may or may not make it onto the tv so that is one of the cool things about that theater you can kind of like it seems that everybody there is really comfortable, like, just work out stuff, even stuff that might not work in, like, right. whatever they're going to do. Like, mm-hmm. have, you, have you tried out, what kind of stuff have you tried out there that maybe, like, now you're like, hey, this is awesome, I should do this forever? Like, what kind of, like, <laughs> any of your bits that are, like, lifelong bits that you owned there? Um, wow, it, you know, it's hard to say. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I, I suck about the creative process because I don't want, you know, I, I've been telling myself for all this time, I've been doing comedy, you should get a recording device <laughs> and then listen to it. And I never, well, I'm right. I did a week, uh, on the road and I had, and I was doing like 45 minutes an hour a night and they recorded all my sets and gave them all to me on CDs at the end of the week. And I was like, Oh good. I tried listening to one. I couldn't get like three minutes. Like I can't, I hate listening to myself. Oh my God. So imagine having a radio show where you have to edit stuff. It was in the 40 minutes of your, like, jackass commentary. Well, but at least that's still commentary. You're not, like, it's not just fucking dig me. Here's, here's the funny shit I say. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, I, I just listen to myself and go, oh, shut up. Um, but, I, you know, I think everyone feels that way about themselves. I think the problem would be if you're just like, God, I, I love it. I love listening to my sweet voice. You know, that would be odd. Then you'd never um, learn. Right, exactly. But, yo, uh, in answer to your question, so I can't really uh, nail down exactly what bits, but most of them, I mean, <laughs> working out at, like, you know, uh, CNX Tuesday or just dropping in and doing guest sets on non-traditional stand-up shows, that is, shows that don't really mostly have stand-up, and then, you know, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a fun place to, I, I always try, I never um, do, like, all you know, experimental or new stuff because I don't want to. I just I don't want to run the risk of just you know, you know. I, I'm always worried about people not, you know, being interested or having a good time. Mm. I don't want to waste anyone's time <laughs> if they're going to sit there in a chair and watch me. I was like, I'm not, I don't. All right, let me fucking blow your whole night with this BS. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it works or not. So I would. I don't know. I don't know how much, but yeah. I mean, a lot of it has really gotten developed there. Definitely. So do you think that, like, how do you feel compared? the UCB with, like, the more mainstream com- mainstream comedy clubs, especially in L.A., since they're just, like, hop, skip, and a jump away, you know, down sure. the street kind of thing. Like, how... Because I used to work at one of the improvs, and I can, like, I can tell the difference, but from a performer's view, I'm sure it's completely different. Like, yeah. I'm sure the, the audience, the environment, like, what is it What is it like? Well, it's... It, wow, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all really different, but it's, but it's not... 
but not necessarily in a bad way. Because I mean, there's there's negative aspects to literally anyone you, anywhere you can perform. Not trying to be intentionally vague. I know that was really vague, but um, <laughs> yeah. In terms of the thing about LA that's that's funny to me is that no, not even the mainstream comedy clubs will ever pay you a dime. Really, mm. I mean, the improv. I've done some sets there, and I get this, you know, a check for like. $25 in like a couple weeks or something and I'm like is that and it's come from a weird address and I'm like <laughs> I don't know where so I think they're trying it out but generally speaking they don't give you know unless you're like you're headlining mm. and you're a big name and you're doing it for a weekend there you don't really get paid so and it's the same thing at UCB but at the same time since the UCB doesn't sell uh, booze they're not really making any money either yeah. you know I mean they got enough to you know to pay the lease on the place and you know, they get money from um, classes, but they still don't charge that much for classes either. So in a sense, you know, since you're not getting paid regardless, it's, you know, it, that kind of even things, even things out a little <laughs> bit more. Anyway, the difference, I think, is that stand-up shows specifically at, uh, well, first of all, like I said, UCB does kind of every kind of comedy, mm -hmm. you know, sketch, improv, stand-up, experimental, one-person shows, you name it. Um, whereas the improv all stand-up, same with the Comedy Show, same with the Laugh Factory, same with the Ice House. Um, and then you've got uh, the Improv Olympic on um, on Hollywood, and they, you know, they mostly just, they mostly do um, improv and sketch yeah. with a couple little stand-up shows thrown in there. So, specifically with the, with the UCB, there will only be like, you know, two, three stand-up shows a week, and they'll be, you know, generally pretty great. Whereas the places that only do stand up and they put up like seventeen people a night, just by through, through math, it's not going to be as good a show. Yeah. Generally, generally speaking, there's gonna be a lot of good people, but you know, but I, and I know you know there are people that are knee jerk both ways. I know comics that you know do like the improv and the comedy store, and they're just like you know, oh yeah, you do the UCB, yeah, they're such fucking snobs. And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, you know, it's it's you know much more comedy nerdish <laughs> not to use the term in a negative term I, which oh, I, I always use it of, in a positive term yeah <laughs> I, yeah me too I think it's it's cool but I mean there, it's just there's I feel there's and then there's then there's on the other side people that are like oh I would never go to the improv because you know it's all bullshit mm -hmm. and in, you know and they're right too you know it's 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 back and forth and it but it I, but it, it's I, I like doing all those rooms you know I think you kind of have to branch out when I first moved to LA there were it was weird. I remember doing like your quote unquote alternative room and the audience I remember would react strangely if you didn't take out a notepad. Like yeah. if you didn't take something out of your pocket and put it on the put it on the bench. <laughs> you know? And it was it was such a weird thing. Um, of course that's that's relaxed a lot more, I think, now and people are mellowing out, you know, in, yeah. in that sense, which is good. But it that always just made me laugh. So yeah. it there's always gonna be something somebody's kind of, you know, up in arms for and for the wrong reasons typically but you know for whatever against some sort of opinion on it right right but it's, it comes to, i mean it comes down to it we're all fucking clowns that's so weird it's really not, i didn't even you know. know that the i i figured the big clubs you'd like automatically get paid but i guess it makes more sense a lot of the a lot of the comics that like the i remember the weekend we had a uh, Patton over at ours he brought a bunch of these people that were like from ucb and they're like oh yeah you know just every night it was a different person i was like this is really cool yeah, but I had no idea that it was just for free. It's very yeah. Well, you know, people, know. Pe it's it's not something you do if you don't love it. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, and it's and I can't imagine someone getting into it because they think they're gonna you know <laughs> be rich. <laughs> <Make> <laughs> Typically, it, 
Right, right, yeah, or or even, you know, be a star or whatever. It's kind of, you know, it's just kind of, ex- generally speaking, you do it expression for expression's sake, and because you're addicted to attention. There's <laughs> that. You probably had since you were a kid or whatever. So, so as you've been doing more and more stand-up, have you still, I know a lot of um, comedians, they have their day job, but they're also, um, you know, actors on the sides. So they're also going to auditions and stuff. Do you do that too, or do you focus more on just honing the stand-up? Yeah, no, I mean, the last uh, year or so is, this year is the first year I've had, is the, I've only been doing, like, comedy and acting. I've mm-hmm. always kind of had something on the side. You know, I could have, you know, quit my day job, you know, before that, but it's more, you know, I mean, it, a lot of my comedy, is I kind of discover, in a sense, I'm kind of driven by fear, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, I was always just like, I don't want to, because I'm, I'm an only child, and I never want to make that phone call, and I'm like, hey, can I borrow some money? Oh, like, I, too. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, point is, yeah, so this past year, I've been doing the road, and I've, I've been auditioning, you know, most of my life, as well as, you know, doing the stand-up. So, it's, and it, you know, auditions are always during the day, anyway. And the cool thing is, even when you're waiting for an audition, you'll have, you know, your pad and your pen with you, so you can sit there and, you know, do, not to call it work, but just you know, record some thoughts and all that jazz. So. Write down some ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. so where did you Where did you go on tour? Where did you tour around? Uh, this year, I was in Houston. I was in Cincinnati. I was in San Jose. Uh, I did sh- some shows in Portland and uh, uh, New York. And um, I'm leaving out. Was it a one man awesome show, or like how was the, how was the tour? <laughs> How was it okay. Thing? Well, it, it, it was just—it's one of those things where I just, um, as soon as I quit my job, I, um, I had a, 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 a PA, which is what you call your personal appearance agent, <laughs> and he and he just booked me, you know, these these gigs all over the place, and oh, I was cool. just like, yeah, pile them on. <laughs> um, and I don't like—I I don't want to be a road comic because it's kind of just odd and lonely, and you know, just really weird. But I mean, I, I will—I don't mind doing. You know, it's it's fun kind of doing like a week out of the month, you know, or two. Yeah, because mostly, I know the whole Comedians of Comedy was kind of a special thing. Mostly when comedians right. go on tour, it's like them in their car or oh, yeah. rented car, just kind of like driving, but like it's it's by themselves, right? Yeah, and you're not you're not with you're not with friends. Mm. You know, you're you're in a town where you don't know anybody. Uh, oftentimes, the person that you that you're that's opening for you or that's emceeing for you or that you open for, you know, sometimes you can't stand them. Mm. You know. Because there's, you know, it's it's mostly dudes, and you know, when it's just guys and just guys, you know, can get really scummy and annoying. <laughs> um, you know, not not to paint a terrible picture of it, but there's always that there's always that that curiosity when I'm doing one where I'm just like, God, I really hope I'm whoever I'm working with is cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, at least it's exciting, and maybe maybe it bred some new stuff, new ideas, new. Oh yeah, new absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was great. I I got stuff from everywhere I went. Generally speaking, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. but I did I did I did get to um, do a couple places here and there with with really great friends. I did a um, uh, a comedy festival in Johnny Carson's hometown in uh, Nebraska. That um, you know I met about a bunch of people, a couple people I knew, but then they just they got a really great bunch together, and we kind of all just did stuff for these locals, and it was it was awesome. And, I did a week in Cincinnati with Tig Notero, who's a buddy of mine, and so we just, like, you know, held around, you know, Cincinnati <laughs> while we were there, so that was fun. At least there's a, a shining side to the tour life. Um, sure. 
Well, I was oh, I was gonna ask you, um, going back to UCB. So, um, what did you think of the classes there? Like, how do you like those kind of theater classes? Like versus like school, school institution based uh, acting classes. What's it like taking the kind of like smaller theater specialized classes? Like, well, UCB. GCB, uh, generally speaking, teaches improv, mm-hmm. and they'll they also teach ra- sketch writing, and they, uh, but they don't they don't really teach quote unquote acting, um, and and it's I think I think if you it's kind of important to not uh, to not like look down on either either one on on improv or acting. I mean, I, I took classes there to kind of tighten the screws on the improv, but I also took classes at an actual acting institute mm-hmm. um, for a while too. That was. You know, um, nowhere near as fun as the improv classes. I, I mean, I've taken improv classes all over Chicago, and the ones at the UCB here, I think, took the best of those classes and kind of cut the fat out and got right to the meat, which I mm. thought was really great. Um, I wish I could be more specific, but that's just like the, the feeling I got, and it just yeah. kind of teaching you to kind of be aware and and uh, and and look for certain things and latch onto them and, and make a scene happen out of nowhere. Um, you know, whereas I, whereas your acting class will kind of teach you. You know how to inhabit a character and forget about, um, you know, kind of lose yourself in, yeah. in the scene and, and be as realistic as a person can be in front of a camera. You know, uh, and I think it's kind of important to take both because it's it's funny. Like there are some people I know that you know that that they only took improv classes and they're like, nah, it's, you know, it's fine. And I've seen them do stuff on screen and I'm just like, well, you know, you're not you're not garbage, but you would be a lot better if you know you would just take one. Yeah, you know, just kind of you know dip your toes in the water and, and get that other sense. Yeah, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like more of the stuff that you're that people are seeing and like more of the stuff that's coming out that's really like I don't want to be make a generalization, but like the good, the better stuff that's coming out, people have more of a sense of spontaneity and like the yeah. improv is becoming more important in like mm-hmm. all the worlds of performance. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and anyone anyone that that. That you're trying to be, you know, a good performer. It's like, you know, you can never really stop learning. There's always something else that you don't know and that you haven't experienced. So, you know, you know, I think people that have only taken acting classes should try improv and vice versa. Do you, you think know? that we'll see you in a class again in the future? Uh, at the UCB, <laughs> I don't um, unless I what what do I take? One level one through four. I always say, you know, if I get time off when Mad's up in like December, so I might go back and take. Uh, level five. Who knows? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, the it's one of those team? things. Well, I'm not working. And I don't know. You know, that, see, that's the thing, though. I don't want to waste anyone's time because I don't really have time to be on an improv team, and yeah. I don't want to. You know, it'd be weird if it's just like, all right, uh, audition time. Like, no, no, I'm just here to learn and kind of just believe. <laughs> that, you know, be like, what are you doing here? Yeah, we don't why, have you anymore. Why? Yeah, <laughs> you you turn your nose down at us. Your bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, I, oh, I remember. I wanted to ask you. Um, I see on your on your MySpace because you're on my MySpace updates thing. Um, yeah. You're putting out a lot of messages about the upcoming election. Um, not oh, like yeah. not like it's not an important election. I'm like, what what's the big deal? But what uh, are your opinions on this one? You seem very. Oh, I just I, I it's I'm I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that there are undecided voters at all at this mm-hmm. point. You know, I mean, yeah. Eddie Pepitone had a great joke where he's like, I think they're just assholes who want attention, <laughs> want people to come to their doors and knock and talk to them and listen to their <laughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I just, you know, think it's just such an important, you know, time to, <laughs> to, you know, to vote for someone different and new. Obviously, I'm talking about Obama, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, and, it, and it's like posting little bolts is the least I can do. I wanted to go to Nevada and help with the, you know, help with the swing state, but I, it doesn't look like I'll have any time with the mad schedule. But I'm not the most political person, but, I mean, I was, my parents are, so I just feel like a douche if I don't do anything, you know. Well, at least you know more about it than I do. My parents, my mom was a big uh, talk radio, like the Bay Area kind of liberal talk radio, and, like, I couldn't, uh-huh. I couldn't listen to NPR for, like, a year. It was, yeah. it was a, a bad year. <laughs> but especially the voter, the vote campaign, like your tagline, I think, is something along the lines of, like, go here to register to vote or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's really interesting to see, like, how that's, like, I'm registered, and granted, I just changed my, my register registration to my new address, but it... I can't believe there's so many people. I've talked to a lot of friends who are like, oh, I'll register, like, in a few days. And there's a deadline. I don't... I don't oh, it's, it's, like, up now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was up. And they're like, no, it's yeah. not up. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's up. Like, you got to get on this. Like, how can yeah, you just let it, let it go past? I mean, I, I don't even know. It's weird. And, like, I've recently, since I've been sick, been home watching TV, um, watching everything that I wouldn't normally watch. So I've been watching MTV, and after every show, or after every commercial, they have, like, a vote now thing. So I don't see how any, at least any of the youth, like, can't yeah, be voting. Yeah. Like, they're being targeted everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it's at this point just kind of, I don't know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, oh, it's always mind-boggling when you find out some friend of yours doesn't have, isn't registered to vote. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, even like, and I'm, I'm as apathetic as anybody, but I'm like, all right, got to do something here, you know. Get out and vote. Yay. Yep. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can play this before the election, otherwise this would be totally pointless. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, probably pointless anyway, you never, <laughs> like people aren't, you know, generally, oh, let's see what the, let's see what the comic has to say. I'm undecided till I hear from him. Let's see what's I should on vote it. Obama. Okay, what's good. on it? College radio to, at, one forty in the morning. Oh my god! I need but to then, vote. Then again, you never know. We you can change know. the world, good me. It could we be. Could do it. it could be that one person, that one extra mm-hmm. vote. Yep. It could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, so besides um, Mad TV, after after Fox stops showing reruns, and I think it's like MLB mm-hmm. playoffs. Where else can we see you in the future? Um, well, let's see. I got a, I I recorded an album a couple months ago, and we're really close to um, getting a deal. Um, we got a couple on the table right now, so should have an album coming out. I'm going to be in the, the Las send Vegas it to comedy, me and we'll play it on the show. Okay, yeah, definitely. Email me the address. Um, it hasn't even been pressed or nothing, but um, and then I'm going to be in the Las Vegas Comedy Festival in November, um, 20, 20th and 21st, and then um, other than that. Nothing. Just, you know, <laughs> hopefully Mad won't be it, but we'll see, you know. Well, it was great talking to you. Um, yeah. I'm sure so. everybody will be on Mad TV like flies on cheese. Right. And <laughs> it'll be amazing. Cool. <laughs> um, so, Matt Bronger, it was great talking to you. you Thanks too, for being Sam. here over the phone. And yeah. hopefully in the future we can have, like, a part two. Something cool. like that. Yeah, let me know. All right. We'll talk to you later then. Okay. okay. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye.